The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. So a very fitting gospel for the end of our retreat. Jesus transfigured before three of his best friends, Peter, James, and John. And so it's good, I think, just to activate your imagination right now. And as I said the other night at Everest, I was inspired with this word, transported, that in the spirit we could be transported to Tabor, Mount Tabor. That's where this all happened. I know some of you have been there. And so you can just imagine yourself there with Peter, James, and John, Jesus leading you up this mountain, and then all of a sudden he is lifted up and appears in his glory with Moses and Elijah. The cloud is there, this glory cloud. We hear the voice of the Father. So it's, it's a manifestation of the Holy Trinity as well. And Peter, I think, expresses a sentiment that perhaps you all feel or felt last night, especially, Lord, it is good that we are here. <laughs> Can we just pitch a tent right here? Can we just yeah, throw out a sleeping bag here in the chapel and hang out? Just rest right here at your feet. So there was just something that was just so awesome, so beautiful. And I believe God wants all of us to feel welcomed in this place, this place of transfiguration, this place of glory, this place, this place of light and love and peace. And I hope that all of you experienced at least a little bit of that this weekend. And it's something that the Lord wants all of us to keep experiencing on a regular basis. You know, we don't always have these Tabor moments as we refer to them on retreat weekends. Whenever you go to a, a concert or a retreat like this, it's a kind of a Tabor moment, hopefully. <laughs> and, and we know that our days are, are not always going to be like that. Nevertheless, it's, it's moments like this that help us to keep, to keep persevering and to keep walking with Jesus even when, when times get tough. 
You know, why did Jesus choose Peter, James, and John? Well, these are the same three that he brought with him into the garden. So he gave them a glimpse of his glory. That's a nice little phrase, right? He gave them a glimpse of his glory so that they wouldn't be scandalized when they saw him in his agony in the garden because he was literally sweating blood and, on, and on, literally on the point of death. He was just filled with such sorrow and distress. And so that would have been very distressing for Peter, James, and John to see that. In fact, they fell asleep. I mean, they just couldn't take it. They fell asleep. So this moment on Tabor helped prepare them and help them to persevere in that moment of darkness, even though they struggled with it, like we all do. Nevertheless, they were able to keep going. So today, I thought the second reading was also uh, very affirming for us in that what we were sharing yesterday. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. So the Lord is our strength. He saved us and called us to a holy life. Isn't that what we were saying last night? He has called you to a holy life. If you don't believe that, ask God to help you believe it. Even, you know, Lord, I kind of believe it. Help my unbelief, you know. Or if you don't believe it, then say, Lord, help me to renounce that lie, right? Because that's a lie. If you believe that God is not calling you to a holy life, that's a lie. And, and perhaps you struggle. I think perhaps we all do to some degree. That God is calling me to a holy life. Well, Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to embrace that even more. And that's going to look different for everybody. You know, holiness is going to look different for all of us because we're all different. We're all unique. So it does you no good to compare yourself to anybody else. Right? That's really important. Whenever, you're, whenever you feel tempted or whenever you, whenever you catch yourself comparing yourself to somebody else, just stop right there. Just stop right there. For some of you who have seen The Chosen now, remember how how uh, you know, little James was protesting to Jesus. Well, how can, I, how can I go out and heal people when I'm not even healed yet? You know? and, and, and this is just so much easier for everybody else. And, you know, and Jesus is like, little James, I love you, but I never want to hear that come out of your mouth again. Don't ever compare yourself to Peter, James, big James, or John. Don't ever compare yourself to them again. I chose you. I called you. I know who I chose. I know what you're made of. I know your quirks. And I kind of like your quirks, you know? It's easier to deal with your limp than Peter's temper, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, it's such a beautiful scene, right? It's, it's, we just got to let that, right? Let that love of Jesus, that unconditional love of Jesus heal us. Because it goes on here, not according to your works did he call you, but according to his own design. And the grace, the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began. But now made manifest, revealed through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 
So what happened back then for Peter, James, and John, it's happening right now for you. It's made present right here, right now for you. And every day, whether you get to Mass or not, the fact is it's, it's being made present, it's being manifest through the Holy Spirit in your daily life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we're not alone. We're not alone. That was a word on my heart this morning. Loneliness. I think we all struggle with loneliness at times. When people don't understand us, when we feel rejected or abandoned (coughs) for whatever reason, when we feel misunderstood, we all feel lonely. But then the Lord spoke to my heart. He's like, yeah, I know what it feels like to feel lonely. Because just think of how many tabernacles around the world where Jesus sits and no one visits him like ever or rarely right and in the garden that was made manifest in the flesh for us how he felt that loneliness and distress in the garden in a very concrete way in time but in in a in a mysterious mystical kind of way Even his loneliness is is perpetuated all through time in the Eucharist. For those of you who have heard me preach, you know that I like to say only God can do that because he's outside of time and in time all at the same time. Right? And you just got to keep repeating that to wrap your mind around that mystery. It's a great mystery. It's the mystery of his love that he meets us even in our loneliness, in our fragility, in our insecurities. He meets us right there. And he says, I got you. I am with you. I am for you. And I am alive in you. I am alive in you. So let us ask the Lord to increase our faith and to increase our awareness of his presence that continues to heal. You know, as you leave here today, undoubtedly you'll get triggered at different times and you'll discover new wounds, new memories, and that's okay. That's a good thing. And we just keep bringing them to the Lord. We just keep trusting that he's going to meet us where we're at with compassion, with kindness, with mercy, And he will just pour his healing balm, his love, over our aching hearts, our wounded hearts. And he'll continue to heal us and make us whole. He'll continue to strengthen us and to share with us this glory, this resurrected life more and more. So come, Lord Jesus, fill us with your life and your peace and your joy and your love today in a new way as we celebrate the new life that you have won through us, that you have won for us through your your resurrection. Amen. Amen.